What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. That's the association, to see the shamash as the Lord Jesus Christ. In essence, the Lord Jesus Christ is the great shamash. He's the great shamash. Just as the shamash is the servant to all the other candles, so the Lord Jesus Christ said about himself in Luke twenty-two twenty-seven. Luke twenty-two twenty-seven. I am among you. I am among you as one that serveth. I am as one that serveth, just like the shamash did. And in Matthew 20, 28, in Matthew 20, 28, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. The Son of Man did not come to be lit by or ministered to by these other candles. By the way, I want you to appreciate as I'm going through this, I should have mentioned this. This is a very special menorah. This menorah is 175 years old. It was recovered from Eastern Europe during a time of great persecution of the Jews. When was there not a time of great persecution of the Jews? But during a time of great persecution of the Jews in Eastern Europe, and this was preserved and kept by the family as something very precious, something very special, something that preserved their identity as Jewish people. We are looking at a piece of history here as we look at this menorah. But anyway, the point I want to bring it out here is that these candles did not minister to this candle. This candle ministers to these candles like the Lord Jesus Christ who said, I came to give my life a ransom for many. He came to give his life a ransom for many. He came to give his light, light for others. I am the light of the world. Ye are the light of the world because of him. Now, then the Lord Jesus Christ is described in Isaiah 53, the great chapter on him and on his great giving of himself in Isaiah 53. In Isaiah 53, verse 11, Isaiah 53, 11, it says, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. By his knowledge shall my righteous shamash, my righteous servant, justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. The Lord Jesus Christ is the ultimate shamash. 
He's the ultimate shamish servant because he served us by paying for our sins, paying for all of our sins, by dying for our sins so we could be forgiven. This concept of the Lord Jesus Christ as the great shamish, it's what's described in Philippians 2.5. Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. He took upon him the form of a shamish and was made unto likeness of men and being found as fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is a description of the humiliation and the exaltation of the Lord in his servant role when he became the great shamash. But just because the Lord Jesus Christ is a servant doesn't mean that he's lower than those he serves. As the last part of that passage I just read describes, he is highly exalted. And just because the shamash serves the other candles here, it doesn't mean that the shamash is lower. It was supposed to be higher, but never mind. But anyway, it's supposed to be higher. Okay, but he's in front. He's in front. That's the way they had in mind. All right. He's higher in front of him. So the Lord Jesus Christ is God, as he said in John 10, 30, John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Did you notice that again? Then the Jews took up stone again to stone him. And Jesus answered them, many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, because thou being a man makest thyself God. Oh, it was the opposite, because thou being God made thyself a man. That's what happened. The shamash, therefore, is more prominent. He's normally elevated. He's in front of all the other candles here as he's described in Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1.21, Ephesians 1.21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet. He's elevated because he said of himself, in Matthew 28, 18, Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. This prominence should be elevated, but it doesn't matter. This elevation of the shamash here, it makes us see that the shamash is the most important candle in the menorah. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ is the most important, as it says in Colossians 1:16, Colossians 1:16, for by him were all things created, they were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. He's before all things and by him all things consist. And he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead. Then in all things, he might have the preeminence for it pleased the father that in him should all the fullness dwell. So this preeminence of the shamash is what is spoken of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that also is a picture of him. The Lord Jesus Christ is described in Hebrews 1.5, Hebrews 1.5, when the question is asked in a very Jewish way, for unto which of the angels said at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. That statement, let all the angels of God worship him, makes us look at all the other candles in the menorah, and we can almost see them like 
bending, bending toward the shamash as if to say, give me light, give me light, like a plant would bend toward the sun for the, to get the light, to absorb the light. We can almost see these candles asking the shamash to please give them light, give them light, because they don't have light in themselves. And so the shamash has lighted himself. The other candles don't have light in themselves. Only the shamash has the light. And since the Lord Jesus Christ is God, he has light in himself because it says in 1 John 1.5, 1 John 1.5, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. The shamash is light and in it is no darkness at all. He said of himself, as we've been singing in John 8.12, John 8.12, then spake Jesus again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And then John 1.4, John 1.4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, because the shamash is the only source of light for the other candles, the other candles can only receive the light from the shamash, just as the, the, the shamash brings light to them, is what the Lord Jesus Christ says about him in John 1.9, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That's him. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He lighteth. That's the word for the shamash. The shamash lighteth. And just think of the menorah. And as it says in John 1, 9, the true light that lights every man. The shamash is the true light. There's no other way for the other candles. Keep emphasizing this. There's no other way for the other candles to get light. Except the shamash says, you know, this shamash could speak. And he could say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No candle comes to the Father but by me. <laughs> it's this exclusive part that's so emphasized here. You know, John 10, 9, John 10, 9, the shamash can say, I'm the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and he shall go in and out and find pasture. You know, the other candles could think, one door and only one, and yet its sides are two, inside and outside, on which side are you? One door and only one, and yet its sides are two, I'm on the inside, on which side are you? Okay, so maybe those candles could sing that, I don't know. But only the shamash gives the light, only through the Lord Jesus Christ that a person can be saved from their sins, can be saved from the punishment of hell, as it says in Acts 4.12, Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Okay, so it's the only source of light. Now, there's no second shamash. There's no second shamash. There's only one, just like it says in Isaiah 43.1, Isaiah 43.1, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. There is no Savior. Deuteronomy 6.4, the great Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Adonai Echad, there's only one God. The shamash could call out to the other candles and say, hear, O candles, the shamash is one. There's just one. And he says in Isaiah 45.22, Isaiah 45.22, look unto me and be ye saved, all ye ends of the earth. I am the Lord, there's none else. There's none else. We can hear the shaman saying, look unto me, you other candles, and be lighted. You know, all the end candles dwell of the menorah, for I'm the shamash, there's none else. Now, so, you know, let's say that this candle says, I don't like the shamash. I don't want to be lit by the shamash. I don't want the shamash to come near me. I don't want that. You know, let's say that candle says that. I don't want that at all. Then the shamash would say, the shamash would say the words of John 540. The shamash would say, you will not, you? You will not come to me that you have life. You, might, you will not come to me, John 5.40, and you will come to me that you might have life. And then if another candle says, well, you know, another candle says, well, look, you know, I despise and I reject the shamash. 
I was told by my parents and by my rabbi that the shamash cannot be the true shamash, and I'm waiting for the true shamash to come. Then that candle's not going to have any light, that's all. That's exactly how the Lord Jesus Christ was viewed by others. In Isaiah 53.3, he's despised, he's rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid as it were our faces from him, he's despised, we esteemed him not. Luke 9.22, he said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be slain and raised the third day. He said in Luke 19.14, Luke 19.14, his citizens hated him, and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. We will not have this shamish to reign over us. It's exactly what happened to the Lord Jesus Christ as it says the reaction of many to him. In John 1.11, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But fortunately, that was not the rule for everyone because not everyone is rejected. Not every Jewish person rejected him because the next verse in John 1.12 says, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his names, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. There were two thieves. There were two thieves that were crucified with him. One was rejecting, and he rejected by saying in Luke, 2339, Luke 2339, one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other thief was the other one representing the John 112 group, the first one representing the John 111, but the second one, another thief, he parted with the company and the rejecting thief and he became the accepting thief in Luke 2340. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou now fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? We indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. And he said, Lord, he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. That's like the one candle who looks at the shamash and says, Oh no, not that shamash. Oh no, I despise that shamash. I reject that shamash. That shamash will become a shamash of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And that candle might say, I will hide my face from that shamash. And that's what happened to the Lord Jesus Christ as he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And he never stopped loving the Jewish people and inviting them to come to him. As he said in Matthew 23, 37, Matthew 23, 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and the stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thee together as a chicken gathers her hands under her wings and you would not. And if a candle treated the shamash like that, then the shamash would be brokenhearted. Because the goal of the shamash is to light the other candles. And so in Matthew 23, 37, you could hear the other the shamash say, Oh, candles, candles, thou that rejects me, how often would I have given you light? But you would not. Now, the word shamash, as I was mentioning there, comes from the word shamar, to preserve, to guard. And so it's like the shamash is really taking care of those that he's given light to. In the same way, the Lord Jesus Christ is the great shamish guard, said in John 10, 27, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And like a shamish that keeps, he preserves those that come to him. All right. All that cometh to me, he says in John 6, 37, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. So, We've seen the importance of the shamash in the menorah. 
and how the Lord Jesus Christ is the ultimate shamash. Like the shamash, he's the servant. Like the shamash, the Lord is the elevated. Like the shamash, he is preeminent. Like the shamash, he has light in himself. Like the shamash, only light comes through him. And like the shamash, if he doesn't give light, there's no light. Like the shamash, the Lord Jesus Christ watches over and guards his own. Now let's look at the other associations with the other candles. So here comes the first candle. Now each one of these I'm going to give you starts with the letter S. Starts with the letter S. So watch this. This shamash comes and he comes over here as he gives this light to this candle. All of a sudden there is a light in this candle. All right. So this light, this shamash comes to the first light, and he lights the first candle, and he gives to this candle the light of sin. I want you to think of it this way. I want you to view this as the soul of man, the soul of a man, your soul. I want you to view this as your soul and the shamash outside. So the shamash, as we showed, he came and he lit the first candle. It gives the light of the knowledge of sin. In the soul, all of a sudden, the soul understands, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. Because if a person doesn't know for himself that he's a sinner, he can't be saved. He can't know God. Because God said to Israel in Hosea 5.15, Hosea 5.15, I will go and return to my place. God said, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, this will seek me early. So the Lord Jesus Christ, he comes as the great shamash and brings the light of the knowledge of sin. John 15, 22, John 15, 22. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned. That's what the shamash does first. He brings the knowledge of sin to the soul. Now, the shamash brings this light of the knowledge of sin as we said here. And now the second candle, the second candle. What can we associate with the second candle? As the shamash now comes to the second candle, he brings to the second candle the knowledge of separation. The knowledge of separation. It's one thing to know that you are a sinner, that you have sinned, but there's another light that he brings to the soul, and that is the light of separation. What do we mean by that? He is separated from God. The Lord Jesus Christ brings the knowledge of sin, and then the Lord Jesus Christ brings the knowledge that the sin has separated him from God. As it says in Isaiah 59.2, Isaiah 59.2, your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Now, then the shamish comes. So here's the soul, tormented really, with the light that he brings in the knowledge of sin, in the knowledge that he's been separated from God. But then the shamash comes and brings the light to the third candle. And as the shamash does that, comes the knowledge, the light of the knowledge of, oh, there's a remedy for this darkness. There's a remedy for this sin. There's a remedy for this separation. It is salvation. It's salvation. He comes and he brings this light where all of a sudden, the person can see the truth of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. That's the hope of salvation. 1 John 5.11, 1 John 5.11. This is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his son. 
He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. Now, then the shamish comes, and a person is saved at that point because he's responded, and then he comes to the next candle, and as he comes there, he brings the light of sanctification. Sanctification. Now, sanctification. Then the person understands there's a big problem. There's a big problem. I not only sinned and needed forgiveness for God, the sin made me dirty inside. It made me filthy. It made me feel guilty because I am guilty. It made me feel ashamed. It made me feel the inner defilement. So the Lord Jesus Christ comes as the great shamash, and he brings this hope of sanctification. In other words, he, t- he brings the light of the knowledge of 1 John 1.7. 1 John 1.7. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin, Revelation 1.5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And he said in John 15.3, now you're clean through the words that I have spoken unto you. And for the Jewish people especially, this is important, in Zechariah 13.1, Zechariah 13.1, this day's coming. In that day, there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the habits of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness, sanctification. Then he comes, the shamash comes, and into the soul, he brings another light, and this is the light of seeing. This is the light of seeing. What are we talking about? There is something that happens to a person after he's saved, after he's been cleansed, and it is this. He says, All of a sudden, the person can see that the Lord Jesus Christ is God. He's God in the scriptures. It's not Jehovah. It's Jehovah Jesus. And all of a sudden, he sees this. He's never seen it before, and it's a vital sight. It's a vital seeing. The Lord said in John 8, 24, John 8, 24, I said, therefore, unto you, you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am, or that I am the I am, you shall die in your sins. In John 6.40, John 6.40, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. This is how the Jewish people were saved from the poisonous snake in Numbers 21. Thus poisonous snakes had bit the people, the people had died or were in the process of dying, and in Numbers 21.6, It says, the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. They bit the people. Much of the people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we've sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take the serpents away. And Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said unto Moses, make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if the serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived, he lived. So that looking to be healed was symbolic of what the Lord Jesus Christ said in John 3.14 as he led up to John 3.16 when he said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So when the Jewish people will all be saved in the future, you know what's gonna happen? 
It's going to say in Zechariah 12.10, Zechariah 12.10, it says, I will pour upon the house of David and upon the house of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication, and they shall look upon me. They shall look upon me. They shall gaze upon me. They shall ponder upon me. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org.